Welcome to another episode of the SNC Podcast. I am your host, Palashade Anuzi. I hope everyone's doing great, particularly for my Nigerian brothers and sisters. I don't know if congratulations is the word that we should be using because the presidential elections are over, the state elections are over, and quite frankly, all I can just say is, hopefully, the people that have been elected will honestly begin to do what is right for the country and its citizens. Because I just feel like there's so much to be said based on all that we saw and based on all that occurred. But I honestly don't want to put a damp on anyone's mood. So I'm going to go on to the reason why you are here. My guest for this episode is Oye Akindende. Oye is the head of Over the Top Services at MTN Group. Prior to that, he was the regional director of West Africa for Boomplay Music. We discussed his journey into music and technology, streaming services, the importance of strategy, which was something he seriously emphasized when it comes to the business of music, payola, and more. Welcome to the show, Oye. Miss Nonconformist. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a long time coming to have you here. Yes, I'm yes. so, so grateful. Thank you so much. So... The breaking news is that <laughs> you are no longer at Boomplay. Yes, I'm not. Can you say where you're at now? Um, an announcement will be made version. Okay, but even though you are no longer at Boomplay, I'm still going to ask you questions about Boomplay. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Okay. Boomplay, Boomplay will always be family. Exactly. That's awesome to hear. Now, just to give us a quick primer about your background, because some people may not know, music has always been a part of your life. You went to University of Lagos. So if you could just tell us a bit more about how, I guess, your transition from loving music, doing IT, 360 knobs. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm the last born, two boys, one girl. Music was always a part of the house. So I was in a house where my brothers were part of a musical group in secondary school. I was in primary, so, you know, and my brother became a songwriter. He used to ghostwrite, he's an architect. So most times... Music was always part of me. You know, I love music. I grew up around music. I read computer science because I liked IT. I, I still love IT. And I started with USC at first, um, project and web management. From USC, I went to FCMB, where I headed the prepaid and debit cards for them. Then from there, I went to... Okay, so while I was there, I started 360 Notes with, with Noble and Tony Suarez. I don't think I need to mention what 360 Notes. Entertainment and Lifestyle website. From there, I went to... A media monitoring company. Um, I was a CIO there. From there, I took a, a chill to develop 360 notes further. Then I joined Spinlet as the head of business development. Then, fast forward, business development, I joined Boomplay. And now, yes, but I left Boomplay as the regional director for West Africa. So now, let's talk about Boomplay. As I was preparing to interview you, one of the questions that I I saw online, not even like reading articles, just like typing into the Google search is how do I get my songs on Boomplay? Now, for people who may not even know what Boomplay is, let's, can you just give a quick summary? So Boomplay is um, a music service where artists can put their music and let fans come and listen to it in a nutshell. Fans can either listen or download for purchase. So artists typically, like any other music service, they can get their songs on Boomplay through aggregators. So an aggregator is a content partner or provider that signs a contract with the artist and knows the, the business of music. So they gather the music and then they, they put on our service to generate money. There are a lot of aggregators um, from TuneCore to Continued Entertainment to 
Afikori to CCA to MAD. There are so many of them. Freemit Digital. Freemit Digital. There's so many. I mean, MCOM. It's just for you to look through and then decide who you want to go. And sometimes you can send an email to Boomplay and then they'll recommend, they can recommend an aggregator for you. In case you have any issues deciding who to go with. And what makes some aggregators preferred to others? Just basically operations. Everybody has different modes of operations. There are some that, what they do, they take an advance payment and then they don't touch any of your revenues. But what then happens is for those type of models, they really don't need marketing for you or get your songs into playlists because they've already taken their money and everything is like for you to do it yourself. Well, you have some that take a rev share of your money. So if you're not making money, they're not making money. So those ones tend to do a bit more. So the rev share can be anywhere between 30%, 40%, 50%, 10%. You just have to look at the agreements and, and talk to a lawyer. You know, um, I always tell every artist, whether you're small or big, you need a lawyer with you. I read somewhere that, I mean, obviously I'm a lawyer, so I'm going to be partial. <laughs> but <laughs> I read somewhere that even before you have a manager, you need a lawyer. Yes, very true. The music business itself is mostly legal. And, you know, I have um, my former colleague, my friend now, um, Iwe. Iwe said, well, you can't read law. You can't read law because most times I, I can basically review a contract on my own now, but... I don't have a legal, so I was too passive to him, and he'll be like, "Oh, yeah, everything you've reviewed is okay. Why is too passive?" So you get to find out that the more you go into music business, is mostly law, copyrights, publishing. You know, it's really, really. So yes, you need a lawyer if you want to do music. We kind of mentioned TuneCore, and on April 21, twenty seventeen, Boomplay yes. went into a partnership with TuneCore. Yes. And on the 5th of November in 2018, you also with Boomplay actually had a deal with Universal Music Group. Yes. Now, what is the quick summary of what those deals represent for not just Boomplay, but for also content creators and artists? We took out, the reason why it was announced was because we did some kind of co-marketing together whereby we would just announce it because Tunko, as you know, they distribute well over 10 million song titles. So for us, it was a big deal to get them onto the, onto the music service and so it was announced and they put us on their website and all that. On the other hand with Universal it was bigger because now you could listen to Cardi B, you could listen to your, all your favorite um, international artists and um, what they were trying to do in Africa was also yeah, aligned with what Boomsday was trying to achieve which was to make African music be heard. So it was a no brainer for us to partner with each other and announce it. Before the license was signed with UMG, you could not just be playing. No, no, you couldn't. Yeah. No, just because some people may not realize, just because you have a streaming service does not mean that you can dump any song. Exactly, because you will get to. Yes, because there are things like, like you have to, we have to license every song legally, not illegally. Legally, I have to put that. And again, why do you have to license every song as a streaming service? A song, what most people don't know is a song has different rights. There are different rights holders. So there's a composition, um, basically the person that writes a lyric, which is most of the time is the artist or maybe does a work for hire. We're going, that's another topic altogether. Then there's the producer who, who makes the music, who composes the music. Then you have the label who has mechanical rights, or sometimes it might be the artist. Then you have the publishing aspect. So we have to license all those different components before we can do it, or else we'll get takedown notice or 
Everyone was get sued. I just wanted to go over that because again, people sometimes forget that it's not just about music. There's a business element to this. Yes, there is. And what most artists don't know, sometimes they sign they sign contracts without knowing what's going to happen. So sometimes we've had artists from everywhere in Africa say, "Why is my music on Boomplay?" And they don't know that since they distribute on Tunko, for example, it goes to all their stores. Uh, most times, even if they come with Fire and Brimstone, we just connect them to the to the aggregator that gave us the music and say, oh, uh, it was given to us by Tunko. If you have an issue, please take up with Tunko and keep us in, in the email thread so that we know what's going on. So we ensure that every music is, is licensed. Now let's move on to the issue of streaming payout rates. The narrative we keep on hearing is that because of streaming services in, I guess, Nigeria, even though we still are on a CD. That, no, that is fading, but... Yeah, no, it's fading, but I mean, we still see them in traffic hogging CDs. Yeah, but most artists, they don't make the revenues they make. Of course. Years ago. As in, it's a dying breed. But the average Nigerian is not going to be... No, no shade to the number of streaming services in Nigeria or in Africa. And I think the average Nigerian is the person on the street. The masses now, they, they consume music on their phones. That's why you have those pirated, um, pirated locations where people have a laptop and they'll say, bring 1K, I'll give you 1,000 1, songs and all that. So that's becoming more and more popular. Question to you, when last did you play a CD in your car? No, no, see, but... Does your laptop have a CD player? <laughs> Actually, it does. When last did you use it? Um, last year. <laughs> But you know, wait, wait. what for all the blank DVDs that you have in your house? The blank ones. I still try and put the um music. No, the blank ones. I still play them. No, see. Ah, there we go. <laughs> you know what? My thing is that I I get that, but I'm saying the average person. The average person doesn't. As in, and that's the truth, right? If it's video, yes, I agree. DVDs are still the thing that I mean, Nollywood basically, yes, they still do DVDs, and it would definitely still sell, but. In the audio era, you can get from anywhere, YouTube, you know, so one of the things that smartphones are getting cheaper and cheaper, so for like 15,000 and uh, an average person on the streets can get a smartphone that will last them for two to three years. Most companies like Techno and iTel, they do data bundles with content providers like MT and all that. They even give them free data as well. So everything is catching on you know it's helping the growth of streaming no yeah i I agree i think i just my own definition of the average nigerian is someone that is just hustling on the streets the person you know but i get your point and streaming buttress when we first started when we first started boom play purchases was way more than streaming it was like 80 to to 20 percent but now streaming is probably represents between 79 and 85 percent of the of the service because i saw on um the google play store that you have boomplay has 10 million downloads yes well in total because it also comes um preloaded on devices um in total as i when i was there because i don't know the numbers now um it was about 45 million okay now so to my question we hear about streaming services Taking away power from Alaba. Correct. I wonder Alaba is still there, but the the stories that streaming services have kind of decentralized power from the Alaba distribution. That's a great thing, but like we always hear in other countries like the US and the UK, how much do artists get when their songs are streamed? Because the complaint is that streaming is good because it gets songs into more people, more people's hands and ears, but the issue is in terms of payment. So, I don't I don't know the exact rate because it fluctuates um, month to month. Um, how we calculate it is there's a general pool, so the amount that is made from subscriptions, the amount that is made from ads, and then um, 
the total number of plays is also there. So if a, if an artist gets maybe like for simplicity maths, if one million streams were done in a month, an artist A, let's call her Shade, gets like a thousand, and then we make one million naira. So our money would be a thousand divided by one million times one one million, which is about a thousand. That's inclusive of taxes and publishing. So some other things, but that's just to make it. So I know when I was about to leave, they're going to introduce uh, per streaming rates, but I don't know it right now because you don't work there anymore. <laughs> so you think that artists are still getting a fair share from streaming, even though people complain that they are getting. Obviously, pennies in America, it will be like... Cobbles. But the thing is, is a natural way... If there's no way to monetize streaming, or even add fund streaming, Pirates will be the other day. It's better to, to make those pennies and make them add up than for you to lose it to, to piracy in its totality. A lot of work is being done to improve it. A lot of discussions, even down to licensing, you know, even down to ensuring some pains of music services in Nigeria are things like just even the payment systems. We know that the average Nigerian won't use his debit or credit card to, to buy music. The payment gateways are not, are not good enough. Um, sometimes they fail. For me, the most reliable payment gateway will probably be debiting your airtime credit or mobile money. Because, I mean, mobile, when you don't show where it's mobile first. So it's a no-brainer. So payments is still an issue. So as payments become better, it will improve on streaming. Data, even though it's cheap, relatively, it's still expensive to the average Nigerian. So as it becomes cheaper as well, I deviate a bit. But the only way it can become cheaper is if we get better infrastructures in place. So when MTN, Airtel, Etisola don't have to pay for diesel costs and our government gives us infrastructure for power and all that, obviously those things will drop the cost of data. What is predominantly the order of the day are playlists. That's what rules a lot of these streaming services. Correct. Besides content, uh, like podcasts and all these different. But how does Boombi select its experienced music editors? The answer basically is for any music service. First, you must love music. You must have a wide taste in music. You must be involved in re- re- music. As in, you must know what's hot. You must have your ear to the ground. You don't have to be friends, but you must at least know a few producers that will say, oh, this song is is about to pop. You have to love music. You have to identify what is a hit, what's not a hit. Interestingly, one of my one of the courses I did, um, I did a course in music business at the Berkeley, and it was very interesting. So there was a course where I identify a hit. And basically what they did was they told us to pick any song between 85 to 120 that is on the Billboard site and predict his highest where we'll reach in four weeks' time. And I found that interesting, so I had to listen to all those songs. And obviously, because I'm a hip-hop head, I ended up choosing a hip-hop song. And I predicted 31. You'll pick 31 in four weeks. And when four weeks after came, it was at 26. So I was pretty happy. But, you know, the exercise was that some of my classmates, their songs even dropped after week one. So it's... To answer your question, you must know music. You must, you must be able to predict what, 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 what will be a hit. One of the values, I think is a value for any kind of job is don't get trapped into payola. If a song is good, let it be good. Because we, we know what's happening on, on other music services like Spotify where a lot of, and it's a good hustle. I mean, don't get me wrong. 
a lot of users have created um, playlists that now have a lot of um, followers on it. So you, you pay to get into that playlist. It's a good hustle, you know. It's not even related to Spotify, even though they might know about it, but there's really nothing they can do because the people are not employed by them anyway. Even with the sites that, pe- even with the people that have their playlists on Spotify and then people pay them to get their songs on there, what about the music editors that people are accusing of being paid to put their song? When I was at Boomplay, if you're actually paying a music editor, you let us know, the person will probably get fired. It's not allowed. So I expect that to also be the case with Apple Music, Spotify, and every other site. Because if you're, if you're contracted, unless there's an open... I know you mentioned Radio Payola and, and TV Payola, but there are actually some services that I know for a fact that TV stations do where they call it like fast track and stuff. So unless it's part of the company's policy. Okay, so like for 360, for example, we don't take money from artists. But I've had artists meet me and say, oh, I paid to put music on 360 knobs and it's not there. And I'll be like, who did you pay to? They'll not call a name. I'll say, but the person doesn't work for us. Maybe it's friends with one of the music guys, but it doesn't work. That is clearly stated. We we do a lot of retreats saying we'll never ask you for money. But in the same vein, if an artist came to us and said he wants to run an ad on the site for three weeks to promote his music on our site, yeah, that's different. So in the same vein, if an artist wants to run his ad on Boomplay or Spotify, that's totally different. You know, so it's about having a strategy to ensure your music goes out there. Touching on that point that you just made, I'm sure you heard about the whole issue with Drake. Remember when his album was coming out? But that was in Payola, though. No, I know. But I'm saying that when you said that, you know, you want to pay to yeah. get, to have your songs, like as a, as a label, as an artist, yes. you want to do a promo with the, um, with the streaming service. But you, you saw the backlash that came with that. So that was the power to, for the major labels. I mean, they, they can twist you for a lot of marketing within the, the music service. So um, I think Drake's team did very well. <laughs> You know, they really, really, they really, really went out and did well. Like I said, different artists, different strategies. You have people like Chance the Rapper that knows how to do the DIY perfectly for music service. I mean, Drake, Drake has been doing it since OVO Sound, when he, even his podcast and all that. So, and his, his mixtape. So, you know, he knows how to, to manipulate, not manipulate, to get the best out of music. It's just because the stories where has a little artist going to compete with stuff like that and it also kind of raised the question about how labels are like you said quote and unquote strong arming streaming services that they also have investment in but again it's a business go ahead because you know with labels right so the other back then uh, they kind of control the radio waves so it's just a natural transition that they'll start controlling the music services i think they were caught on unawares with music services you know when you make when you sell vinyls or CDs, you make way more money. You know, but MP3 is MP3. Are you gonna start telling the artist or oh, uh, you have to pay for packaging and all that? Is is a lie, you know. So they had to reinvent themselves, you know, and they had to do it quickly because or else they'll be left behind. Um, you hear things like Spotify saying that oh they'll don't to probably act like a type of label where they can sign artists directly. So for me, a DIY artist can still have discussions with those music services. You have to have your strategy right. I mean, you hear a lot of stories, whether confirmed or unconfirmed, that Mr. Easy has one of the best streaming numbers on music services. He's a DIY artist, you know, and he, he knows he knows his apples. And when you compare it to the bigger artists like David O and Whiskey, who, who get support from major labels and also do it themselves, you, you get to find out that, I mean, it's promising. You have 
breakout artists like Tenny. Tenny's doing amazing numbers now. So if you're a new artist, don't even just have that strategy. Build your team. Make sure you have someone in legal. You have someone in business. People that understand the business and that can help you build that strategy. Still sticking with playlists. Yes. <laughs> or an up and coming artist who says, I want to get my song on a prominent playlist on Boomplay. How can they go about doing that? They can submit a request via email. But for new artists, that there's a discovery chart for undiscovered artists. And that chart is even like automated. So if you have very, very few streams, you pop into that playlist and it helps people discover new, new music and all that. But when you submit a request, if the editor does, if the music editor doesn't feel the song is good enough, it might not make it. Before you make that request, make sure you've done everything properly. You're getting radio plays, um, it's buzzing all over social media. We'll definitely catch the whiff of it. So do everything right on your own side and you might not even need to send us a request. And very quickly before you ask your other question, um, there are different types of artists, you know, so there are artists that will definitely make their money through touring and performance you know they might not ever get big numbers from streaming I can tell you for free that a Femi Kuti a Sean Kuti would always make more money from touring or even an Adibantu than from streaming it's just what it is um, they'll sell out a stadium easily just like that and the different strategies I mean even globally so like Chance Rapper he said don't buy my music buy my merchandise my coloring book and stuff so if you want to go that route you can. Before music services became popular in Nigeria, the way artists were making money were from endorsements and shows. And I think it's still the most profitable because um, streaming is also on the come up. You know, so as an artist, you give your music for free so you become popular quickly or do you start monetizing from the get-go? So those are the different strategies you want to you want have. Yemi Alade is probably booked back-to-back across Africa and the world because she tours properly. So... As an artist, you just have to discover yourself, you know, and you have to know where your strength lies. If you feel you have radio-friendly music, obviously it will become playlist-friendly and you make money from it. But if you feel you have to, like, let them watch you to appreciate, you know, you know how to do live music, you know, you know how to put drama in your music or have, have a set, then you, you go that route. I attended the panel at Social Media Week. Oh, I, I couldn't make it. Yeah, because yeah, I, didn't, I didn't see your shadow. <laughs> so he always spoke for, on my behalf. Did you attend that one? Yes, he was really passionate about all the stuff he said. Um, but one, one of the things that Diary said on his panel was the fact that he said that he has a question and he said that he wanted to understand why the artist who performs, I mean, who practices so hard and rehearses you go on their instagram story you see how they are sweating they put in so much work and the person that doesn't even rehearse gets paid more money so when you talk about adiban some people like Femi Kuti, yes it's not as if their songs cannot be streamed so most of them would again it's based on their strategy i I don't i don't i don't know what they're doing but if Femi Kuti, when he did um, his last album people bought a lot on boomplay um i think it was i think the pr and the management everything it was a 360 deal with probably Chocolate City. So even that, it was, it was buzzworthy. So a lot of people bought it. But I can tell you for free, when it goes to Chicago or anywhere, any any place, even at Shrine, it will sell out. Yeah, so, no, I know. I, I think, it, it, again, it was just kind of what Diary was saying. So for Diary, what Diary said, um, it's based on popularity. You know, uh, I'll refer to one of the case studies I saw when I was in the music business course. When the Jacksons, the first time they ever came out, 
they kept on rehearsing and they kept on putting out. They hadn't even performed and they kept on bringing news about, but no one had seen them. They would leak a video here and there of them rehearsing. So they knew that this were really choreographed. Then they put out a song. It went straight to number one. Then I can't remember the name of the show, but it was, it was a daytime show. It was mostly white audience. And I think it was like 25 million people watching. So that's where they had the first performance, live performance. And immediately people went to book them for gig. And back then, I think it was a big deal. They said the Jacksons, I can't remember the exact figure, but let me just put a figure. They won't perform unless they see $15,000. And they said, come on, we won't pay you 3000 blah, blah, blah. They weren't budging. And they dropped the second single, another number one hit. People started calling. The manager, I think it was the dad, said $20,000. I said, what? You want, end, you want to end more than the Beatles? Guy said, then go book the Beatles. And eventually one promoter just said, all right, you win. I'll, I'll bring in for 20000 And... The promoter, I had him build a house of that show. So, again, it's, it's up to the artist. You know, you, you do those things to build a fan base. You must always build a fan base. So, if as an artist, if you don't have 4 million fans compared to the A-list, obviously you have to be able to drag them in. So, it's things like your craft. You know, them seeing say you sing. Them seeing you break into a cappella for no reason. I tell people a lot that, from day one, as soon as I heard Files, I knew he was an amazing artist. But it was hard to to get hip-hop loved. I mean, shout out to them, M.I., Vector, Mode 9. But hip-hop isn't the main consumption of, of music in Africa. So with Files, I love his strategy. He used social media, obviously, which is, um, <laughs> I don't know what's called, broken English, right? <laughs> And his Yoruba accent, he started doing a lot of comedy skits around it and infusing it into his music. So from the one that started it, but he built on it. Then he got into Jennifer Diaries and all that. And he built his fan base. So now everything, like everything he touches now is gold, whether he's doing a movie, whether he's doing anything. So it's hard work for any artist. You can't just, I mean, it's hard work and luck. There, there is some luck involved. I won't lie about that. But you can't just, wake up and not work hard and think you'll make money. Even back to Darius' question of an artist that, that isn't practicing, how, how do we know he's not practicing? Because he's not putting it out there. I can tell you for free, the two biggest artists from Nigeria, Davido and Whiskey, they're two of the most hardworking artists I practically know. If I talk to like a producer that works closely with Whiskey, so like a Saz, Saz would say Whiskey tires me out. Because he always wants perfection and all that. And they can work for 16 hours straight. Sad says the same thing about Reminisce. And these are artists that you think they are at the top of their game. And they should take it easy. It's a lie. They still work hard. And again, if you see Dari, I'm sure people don't even know how hard Dari works, right? If you see Dari work hard, what he used to do is um, Valentine shows. Oh my God. His practice used to be legendary. And even the show used to come out beautifully. I'm sure there were even artists that used to be upset that is it Dari that is staying at Buddha that is making all this money? Each artist, until you know the true story, you can't really know. Some artists are just pure luck. The first song they probably drop is a hit. I mean, um, surely. That's probably one of the, the biggest success stories ever. I mean, Shole was, I mean, he made so much money off Shole. I'd have loved to say all the um, Lamba music guys, but most of those guys, people don't know that they've, they've been around for years, and it's just that time. So again, it's about knowing when is your time also.
I don't even think he was saying that people are not. He was just saying that you know there are people that just they just put out one song and it blows, and then they are paying them more than people that have actually put. Yeah, because the song is more popular. There's always a reason. I mean, people have called me to to book artists for them, and I show them a list, and they keep on saying no, 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 no. Although one is among their a sample size, and those people will come back and say, oh no, that this is who we want. I'll give you an example. There's an artist called Ola Dips. He has he had a street song called La Kukulala. That song was big. Or Victor A.D. Waiting Again. People didn't even know what Victor A.D. looked like. This song was way bigger than him. You know, and at Celebration, I can tell you for free that Victor A.D. had a standing ovation. People sang his song word for word. And there were bigger artists that came up to, to perform. You know, so sometimes you need that luck. You need, you need that hit. If a song is big, it's big. There's nothing I can do. I mean, <laughs> sorry to bring this in, but... How do you explain the phenomenon of Baby Shark? Do you know I still haven't heard this? I, I, I keep on seeing, I know. Okay, I should play, be. Play <laughs> and if, it, I can tell you for free that if they play it on radio, you find yourself singing it. But you know, even Opa Gang, Gangnam Style, Sai was already big. It was already big, but it wasn't a global phenomenon. And that song just took him across the borders, you know. And I don't think he's been able to make another hit like that. But the thing was that, he released it, it was just perfect timing. If he had released it this year, would it have been big? We don't know. You know, so there's always your time. I mean, Bruno Mars had been knocking on, on becoming supernova for years, you know, and you can't tell me a Bruno Mars isn't as good as a weekend that had already become supernova from his first album. So it's hard. A Craig David probably sold more pirated CDs than his multi-million CDs of his first album. But where is he now? Nasty's album last year, did he push those numbers? But I mean, he will always be a legend in our eyes. So it's hard. Music is hard. Uh, I respect everyone that makes music. Okay, based on your wealth of experience, yes. with all that you've done from UAC to FCNB, 360 knobs, techno, spinlet, boom play to your new place. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start off with the advice that you give to, I want to do producers and artists. What advice would you give to producers as they navigate the music business in 2019? For producers, it's tricky. I would have said, listen to as much music as you can. But when you listen to as much music as you can, you might now want to rip someone's music off. But yeah, you need to know what works with people. So it is good to listen to other artists' songs. Just be different. Listen to what other producers uh, make. Try and work with artists that will challenge you you know so don't stay in your comfort zone it's very easy if if you get a, a girl that can sing so like an immaculate or a wadger and you can give them any beats you know that ah, this this one will sing the highest no go and find someone with a scratchy voice and just challenge yourself that how do i make the song a hit so be creative you know and be consistent your time will come um it's hard work. I know you have diesel costs to run. And, but most of all, be structured, you know. Make sure you get a split sheet for every song you, you work on. Even if you're paid as work for hire or whatever, make sure it, there's a contract for it. thing is, if they pay for work, it doesn't mean that that's the only money you ought to get. Because basically, it, when they pay for work and you didn't sign that work for hire, basically it's just like an advance on your publishing. That's what it will be seen as. Um, register with Coulson, Capasso, ASCAP, BMI. Just 
do all you can, you know, to ensure that it's structured so that when that song goes out, they know who who, who to send the checks to. And then what about for artists? Kind of the same thing. Um, go out of your comfort zone. Work harder than you've ever done before. Create music. If you're not a great songwriter, get a songwriter. I keep on seeing this thing that people, apparently Nigerians, we hate the fact that, I don't know if that's true, but I think that, it, I guess it kind of is, that Nigerians kind of hate that artists use songwriters. Is that a thing? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Because of what I said. <laughs> it's, a, it's a global thing. No, in America. I don't think that people... Uh, but you've heard this verses on rap yeah, that, that yeah, oh, yeah, you, 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 you write it. No, but... Yeah, but if you if you can rap and you don't know how to write, is there anything wrong with getting it? No, but I think I think because we have this belief that if you are a rapper, you should be rap. But so rapper, I can I can understand the this. It's the same thing for me. So all you want to do is put out good music. Yes, for rapper, you should know how to <laughs> to write. Right? Well, if you're not good enough, and you're just gonna be saying uh, one plus one is three, or uh, I was about to do something. Okay, one plus one is three, or let's let's go ABC, or do 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 do. Give me some fufu. You know, you need to get a you need to get some writers in. So there's nothing wrong with it. And people have known people artists like David O to get some writers, and it has not stopped him from being more popular than he is. A lot of people have met with Banky W to write songs for him. There are a lot of fantastic songwriters. There's Monica Olga. The only one, Clem. Yeah, Clem. Clem is there as well. So there's so many. There's Matrimony. I mean, there's so many people that you be amazed when they write. I mean, Antony is such an amazing songwriter. I don't know how much our fees will be right now, but yes. I heard Techno also. I don't know how true it is, but he's also an amazing songwriter and he produces as well. So I mean, Johnny Drill. And if you want them to be ghostwriters, just pay their fees, right? And no one will ever have to know. It's different when you... So I think the mistake sometimes is that maybe an artist has a song that was released maybe 2008 and it says, oh, I like this song, but the song didn't blow. So, hey, sell it to me and let me use it. So when the song now blows beyond what the original artist that sold it, he now wants to put out his own version and say, let me write it first, you know. So sometimes those things come up. It's just to do everything right. It's all about negotiation and how much you're worth. You can actually a serious premium. I mean, um, my brother is a ghostwriter, like I mentioned. He never tells me the hits he's written, but I've seen some of his checks and they're fat. <laughs> so, is he regretting? Uh, because I know he tells me he's written for a, a very big popular female artist in America, but he can't tell me the song. And that song has made a lot of money. So, does he regret sometimes? He says yes, but the thing is that... And that's... Okay, so it takes me to that part. Major labels or labels in general... When they sign artists, they're taking a, a bet on you. So it's a risk. I call it bets, right? They don't know if they're going to make money off you. And we all know how much it is to shoot a video. Even if you shoot a video with your phone, you probably still be spending like 500k for props and location and all that. Even if you get all your friends to, to jump in, you still have to spend some money. You know, and then you, you have to market it, you know. So. Labels on their own, they, they spend a, a truckload of money on artists, you know, and in the hope that that artist will come true to his talent and make the money back. So it's kind of hard when artists start saying, um, labels cheated me. I know some art, some labels are, are slave owners, more or less, you know, but again, that's why the artist needs to arm himself with a, with a lawyer. You know, even if you are, you're unable to eat three square meals, don't go into a deal that will see you suffer for life internationally and it's not it's not even a nigerian phenomenon so we've seen 
artists like Patra, Prince, you know. So it's hard. It's hard to get out those kind of things. Recently, we've seen Kanye asking for his masters and they refusing him. I think Mike, Michael, Michael just exceptional because he's got his own masters, he even got the masters of the B2s. They have to sell it now yeah. to keep over to this day, which is right. so sad. Yeah. So before we go into the fun random questions, I just love how you reiterated throughout this interview the importance of strategy. Yes. How artists need to understand that you can't just release a single and think that it's just going to go international. Unless Lady Luck is on your side. I, I, you know, it's funny, right? Because while well, well, the boom play, some artists will come and say, we haven't made money. And like, okay, so you just put it there and voila, you make money. No, you have to direct your fans. So it's funny how some um, artists... If they have like maybe 100,000 followers on Instagram, they're not pushing their Instagram, um, their music service link. You know, I mean, it's a no-brainer. Connect directly with your fans and say, this is where you should go. Because as an artist, you're an influencer straight away. You, you have sheep and you're like the shepherd. So if you tell them, go somewhere, my flock, they will go. With all the wealth of experience you have, why haven't you started your own podcast? Because I did my research and back in the days, you used to be on... You used to do this thing with Yummy Black. Oh, Radio Hit Show. That was amazing. Yeah. Shout out Yummy Black. Actually, it's funny you mentioned it because I have like four domains that I registered for podcasts. One of them is music business. So going back to Radio Hit Show, it was tedious. It, people think it's just a one-day planning. It's the whole week. And Yummy, sometimes for him to bribe me to come on, he'll say, oh yeah, they can't pick you for house. You know, I will now drive. Oh my, ah, it was, it was ridiculous times. I you know, and what, I think what happened was that we started missing some weekends, you know, so it started becoming inconsistent. And I apologize to you for that. But, you know, as you get busy, or if you have to travel or stuff. And looking back at it, I wish we had continued because um, consistency, I mean, that's what helped 360 now. That's what helped every service, I mean, Boomplay. No matter how the numbers are small, they'll keep on growing. And it's just like social media. If you have 200 today, it doesn't mean you won't have 1 million tomorrow. It's just how it is. It's a natural way of, of, of progression. I mean, even even with podcasts, even with you, I, I applaud what you're doing because there's so many podcasts that, I mean, and this is hard work. So uh, congrats on what you've done so far. But the trick is always to be to stay consistent. And let's go on to the fun random question. Yay. The first question is, what habit do you have now? That you wish you started earlier. That's not fun. <laughs> Just because it's a four random questions doesn't mean you're not going to think about it. Habit. Okay, so yes, probably public speaking. Shout out to Noble because I remember when we started 360 now. People don't believe I'm shy. I had to work on that. I love being the background person, you know. I still like it. And Noble, every time we went out, Noble would try and drag me out to the studio cafe and say, okay, you must talk or just say shout out. And I run away. And Noble would say, that's why people that don't know half as much as what you know are the ones getting all the shine. I was like, let them, that's when my time goes. That's when my time is now. So yes, I wish I started public speaking and going on podcasts earlier. Well, thank you for coming on mine. I'm so great. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, probably one. What about those legendary 360 knob house parties you used to have? Uh, we still do them. It's just that like it's getting fewer and fewer. There's one built for this year. We had a few last year as well. So it's still legendary. It's still legendary. Do you remember how when I used to write? Yeah, album reviews. Yes. <laughs> You're very, very inconsistent, by the way. I used to chase you. I used to harass you. Like, it's just, it's just too much work. Yeah, I, I wanted standards. No, no, no. No, I'm not saying that this is the standard. It's like, you know how you said that working with your me black? 
like you have to like con- it's same thing yeah. it's that whole thing of like so i used to always say well i, g- I have to give you props for consistent <laughs> like this is too tired my, my wife disabused me she said that before we had um my daughter there was three of us on the bed so have my laptop there me so sometimes she'll find me asleep kneeling down on my laptop just like so yeah good times good times second question is name three of your favorite songs present ah i can't name three <laughs> okay so first one that is that i kind of play every day is um Saz is off his new ep called Saz is not your mate um inbox that is huge for me i love i love how how the music just flows in i have to do a quick cheat and check my playlist so I've been working out and most times what I've been doing now is I've been listening to workout music. Okay, so what, what's your favorite workout music? Ah. Now what gets you pumped? Because for me, it's whenever I get tired, it's Mano, All the Above. That's so many. I mean, Mob Deep, Andy Up, um, Fabulous, um, You Be Killing Them, any Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, I mean, Notorious B.I.G. B.I.G. over Tupac. Um... <laughs> They're coming for your head. They should come and try. What else? Chris Brown has a new song out that is yeah. mad. Uh, I love anything Tenny puts out. Um, there's a song by Immaculate. It's not yet out, but I've had a chance to listen to it. So that's probably one of my play- favorite. Oh, there's not yet public. It's called IA. Was it produced by T.Y.? No, no, by um, Q-Beats. There's so many. As in, all the songs are just flashing. I'm trying to say, yeah. yes, no, yes, no. Yeah. No worries. Let's go to the third question. What's your favorite way to waste time? Either gaming or playing music. <laughs> Marvel Contest of Champions, chess, cookie jam. I used to do Candy Crush Bros. Then, if it's consoles, obviously soccer, FIFA. Then watch movies, series, Game of Thrones. So yeah, Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill with Madame before she queries me. <laughs> That's your wife. Okay, fourth question is what are the three best apps on your phone? Uh Shazam. Shazam I Shazam <laughs> almost every it's so bad that now I, I Shazam T V series. It's sad. I'll mention YouTube Kids <laughs> because my daughter is always on my phone and but not only that, because um there's a project I'm working on, um it's called Marigold Kids and I'm trying to build content for kids, so entertainment. So it's already out on YouTube, so I use it to monitor as well. And um, the first two videos I put out organically is, is going like sixty thousand views, so I'm I'm really excited about it. You know, I just feel like with kids, especially especially in Nigeria, we need to. I'm not saying that foreign content isn't great, but we need to start building our own content. Yeah, because exactly, it was it was inspired by my daughter. So I found out that she kept on getting <laughs> content from with Indian accent or Russian accent, and I was like, I don't want you sounding like that. You know that they'll say, Oh yeah, you sure. The mother is not Indian, you know, so I realized I did a lot of search and African content was far and few in between, you know. You had people like Bino and Fino, but I mean, there's not enough because when you look at Indian platforms like Choo Choo TV that have millions of subscribers and billions of views, it doesn't have, there's a space. I'm not, you know, I've always wanted to leave a legacy even beyond, yes, they know me with music, but you know, if, if I can truly leave something for kids, 
So I'm not even in it for the money. It's just something I'm passionate about. I love, I love cartoons as well. So yeah, when I want to waste time, I also watch cartoons. There's this cartoon that was supposed to come out like a while back. It was called The Old Twin. I think I saw the. I, I don't know why that they never just like, it was just, and it looks so good. You know, like African kids with their African parents. There must have been a reason why it was. Or maybe funding is still not. Yeah. Okay, final question is, if you could call up anyone in the world and have a one hour conversation. Obama. I don't know why, but he's an orator. When I hear him speak, right, it's as if it's definitely off the top of his dome, you know. Yeah, maybe he's written a few notes and all that. But yeah, when he speaks, it's amazing. Okay, thank you so much for coming to my podcast. Thank you for having me. Today's episode is produced by myself. Music for the show is by DJ Mo. If you like what you have heard, please share the podcast with your friends, possible enemies. Leave us a nice comment or five-star rating on iTunes. It would really mean a lot to me. Finally, don't forget that we are active on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at the name The SNC Podcast. So that's T-H-E-S-N-C-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I will be back in another two weeks. Till then, be safe, everyone.